So, hi everyone. We Hello. are gathered here today <laughs> on the final episode of Sam and Ellie Discuss Things. Season one. Season one. Get ready for season two. Oh, and next week. Just kidding. <laughs> um, we don't know when we're going to carry on with season two, but so yeah, we're here. The time has come to end series one. How do you feel? I feel like it's come at the right time. I think we've said a lot of good things that we want people to hear. Mm-hmm. And we've covered a lot of topics and we've had fun along the way. Um, but I think, yeah, it's time to take a break and like and be on the socials a bit more, spend a bit mm-hmm. more time on the Instagram. So we're not going anywhere though, guys. Keep a lookout for us on on the socials because we'll be out and about we'll be around mm-hmm. um and yeah i guess from now it's like just we need to start thinking about what do we want to talk about next season and you know what if anyone's got any suggestions please please send them in to us um, mm-hmm. and also if you if there's any guests that might like to come on anyone who might like to come on as a guest or if you know anyone please send them our way mm-hmm. and can they send that to your email address Yes, you can. You can DM me at Ellie Case UK on Instagram or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll just be Eleanor Case on there or Ellie Case, I'm not sure. Mm. Eleanor Case. Um, or you can email me at eleanorcase3 at gmail.com. Awesome. And we'll put all that in the description so that you can access that with ease. Yeah. If you've not got Instagram also... There will be a mailing list that you can join ready so that we can send you all of the things that you may be missing. Yeah, we just have to work out how to make one first. <laughs> <laughs> We've got two weeks, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we have kind of spoken about a lot this se- this season. And one of the things that's come up a few times has been the cost side of things when yeah. it comes to eating healthily and sustainably now we have always said that we think that you know it should be inclusive it should be accessible for everyone but there are ways that you can do you can do it and we're going to tell you how to do it today yeah yeah because i think there's like a a common perception of eating vegan or plant-based or sustainably that people are like oh it's more expensive Mm -hmm. um to buy all these fresh ingredients also more time consuming but it doesn't have to be that way yeah yeah totally being sustainable isn't just for the elite and we are here to tell you how (laughs) to do it the elite (laughs) the elite very topical topical. i saw in the news recently that (gasps) co-op have reduced the price of all of their grow range (gasps) <gasps> thank you co-op because that yeah. was so expensive <laughs> <laughs> it's because they care a lot about plant-based and sustainability and they care about like making it easier for people to make the right choices i think they genuinely really want to make a difference and they were like well we want it to be easier to make to make the choice to buy something plant-based instead of something that's not so we'll just reduce the price of all of our vegan options i mean that's pretty iconic but i don't believe they want everyone to make smart choices good choices because 
they brought out the most gorgeous vegan pork pies in the world and I was eating a pack of them a day. <laughs> that ain't a good choice. And they encouraged that in me. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also they're also the first um like supermarket who are completely getting rid of plastic bags altogether. That's iconic. Wait, even yeah. the biodegradable ones? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about I love that. Them. I use them. But I do remember. Bags. I do remember when they were the first ones to bring out biodegradable bags. Like that was pretty cool. I love the way them bags feel. Do you? Yeah. They're so nice and silky. <laughs> they are. <laughs> in work, everyone who because we've got a co-op near the office, everyone who like goes and gets a bag, they just give it to me because I made a big hoo-ha once about how I want to save them all for um bin bags because I've got a tiny. Oh my gosh! Yeah tiny bin in my kitchen and I like the idea of it being biodegradable so I use them um, you can use them for um food waste bins as well if you yeah. if you've got those in your area do you know what's a bit sad and shocking though what Manchester doesn't have food recycling oh really they don't have really? it where I live either but in the northwest where my family are they do in the hill do you know what though that's actually a good idea if you wanted to and you had a bit of time on your hands you could email your um, local MP and say, why doesn't our local council have food waste food waste bins? Because yeah. they take that and they use it to... I think they use it to create renewable energy. Um, and fuel. I think. For, it's like biofuels as well, isn't it? You know, you see the side of trucks and it's like, we run on food waste. This truck is, is being driven oh. by old food yeah it's um, a bit iconic though we all need to recycle our food so if you don't and you want to if you don't have a compost bin email your mp like ellie Kay said and get it sorted all right yeah but um, anyway enough of that <laughs> <laughs> so sam have you got any thoughts on how you eat a healthy plant-based diet on a budget me yeah oh uh no. Well, this is a great start to this episode then, isn't it? Okay. Well, yes, I do. I know it's been said before, but I'll say it again. I think the best, biggest move you can make towards living sustainably without spending a single penny more, in fact, you'll save money, is cook bulk. Because if you start cooking bulk, you will genuinely reduce your food waste tenfold and you'll save a ton of money. Yeah. That is my biggest piece of advice financially when it comes to eating sustainably. Yeah, because you you have such a low like monthly cost of food, don't you? Yeah, and I eat loads of different veg. You know, I've put a video on the Instagram before, which I'll I'll you know I'll I'll upload again so we can all see it. But when I cook my big bulk meals, I have a lot of different vegetables in there. I have a lot of different things. So it just comes down to planning your meals and making sure that when you're buying, you know, broccoli, for example, you're going to put both halves of that broccoli to use, not just use half of it and then, you know, forget about the rest of it and let it go in the bin because that's the worst thing you can do for the planet and the purse. Mm, Yeah, because I think bulk cooking and cooking on a budget is sort of sustainable in itself because you're doing your best to reduce 
to use everything you've got and only buy what you need and reducing food waste. So actually eating in a way that's sustainable for the planet is in itself sustainable because um, because you are being frugal and you're being careful and you're not wasting food. And that's the thing is reducing food waste is one of the best things you can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you don't know how you could like reduce your food waste by doing bulk cooking and meal prepping a way I do it is I like to look at different recipes that utilize the same ingredients so I'll find things with cauliflower in it I'll find two recipes that have cauliflower and courgette and I'll I'll cook them around the same time so I'm using all of that another way is maybe you've got half a courgette just left after cooking something else Mm -hmm. and you're making another recipe that doesn't call for it you're not going to ruin the recipe by chucking that in Mm -hmm. and you know, you're just going to bulk out that meal and make it a little bit more nutritious anyway. So don't be afraid of just throwing in your leftover bits and bobs of veg into yeah. random stuff. Yeah, there's loads of recipes out there. And like um, Melissa Hemsley's a good one where you can adapt it to what you've got left in the fridge. Like she's got recipes called like um, leftover fridge curry and stuff where it's oh, a general, God. yeah, the recipe is like a general base um, but then you adapt it to what you've got in the fridge and you can use it to use up everything you've got left. I bloody love that leftover fridge curry. Yeah. And I, I always make a leftover fridge pasta, which is quite nice. It's the, the base of the pasta is green lentils and tin tomatoes. And t- just a little tip, if you're making like a tomato pasta and you want to like make it taste a little less tomatoey, throw in a couple of veggie stock cubes. It makes the world a difference, honestly. Oh. It's really good for like taking away that tomato bitter that you get. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I love a tomato dish, but a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I like it when it tastes a little bit more like whole and earthy. Mm. So like that's why I like to throw that in. But less a bit piquant. less. <laughs> less what what? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word to use. Piquant. 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 <laughs> Um, but yeah so my that dish that I make is literally just whole wheat pasta green lentils tin tomatoes and a couple of veggie stock cubes Mm. and I will literally put in any veg that is left over in that Mm. so there might be broccoli courgettes onions garlics there could be peppers corn runner beans green beans you name it if it's there, it's going in. And yeah. I never eat it and go, oh, I wish this wasn't in it. Because it all just becomes a gorgeous, big, massive, gorgeous pasta. And we all love to see it. Yeah. But the other thing you can do is, if you've got leftover veggies, is put, drizzle some olive oil on it and a bit of salt and roast it. <gasps> yes. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Yes. I love and I like, I like to use cumin and paprika mm. and sometimes caraway seeds um or if you're feeling a little bit italian you could use some like basil and oregano um and that gives it like a nice flavor i love that this one's not for for the vampires but all of my garlic lovers i love putting a whole clove of garlic you know like you're putting maybe like four whole cloves of garlic while you're baking your stuff in the oven oh my gosh in the olive oil because when you bake garlic i don't know what happens to it but it loses its garlickiness and you can literally just eat them. Ah. It's incredible. I didn't know that. I tend yeah. to shy away from like doing that kind of thing because I just don't want to get garlic breath. <laughs> um, 
Well, you've got to just make sure you're eating it on a plate where at a place where you can brush your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Have an after eight. <laughs> but oh my gosh, do you know I did a recipe a couple of weeks ago? It was a carrot risotto. And I think it was the carrot risotto anyway. But you had to oven bake the garlic cloves with everything else, but with the skin on them. And oh, then you yeah. had to squeeze the garlic out of the skin at the end. And it came out like a paste. Mm. It was so bizarre. Like, it yeah. just becomes a paste on its own if you that's roast cool. them in the skins. Yeah, that's cool. Um, while we're on the topic of, of like, using stuff that you've you got You could not over. give a shit about my garlic. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, cool, moving on. Okay, um, so... <laughs> oh, I just want to quickly say, though, quickly before we let let go of this, don't listen to the date on the packet. Do not <laughs> listen to the date on the packet. I repeat, if it looks off, it's off. If yeah. it doesn't look off, it is actually fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fed. Ooh, a tip from me, actually, is... If you are trying to find innovative ways to use to use the veg um, before it goes off, have those cupboard staples in that you know you can always reach for. So for me, that's tins of tomatoes. That's um, flavors like the cumin, paprika. Um, you know the basic spices. That's a bag of lentils. That's like some form of whole grain, like bulgur wheat or quinoa. And that's also some like frozen greens, like, you know, spinach or something, or maybe some like whole wheat pasta as well. And all those things uh, form the basis of all the um, components of a filling um, meal. Yeah. And if you always make sure you've got those in the cupboard, then you'll never struggle for what to do with your leftover veg. Yeah, totally. Another few staples that I love to reach for, like I mentioned, is the veggie stock cubes. Iconic. We can go yeah. in so much and make a big difference. Um, but also tins of chickpeas. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. dried lentils. Yeah. Tins of chickpeas, tin. definitely. And another idea is, in this book that I mentioned last episode, Anna Jones' One, pa- One Pot Pan Planet, she's got um, ideas. She's got, like, vegetable ideas for, like, loads of different veg. So, for mm. example, tomatoes. And then she gives, like, a- loads of little short recipe ideas for how you can use your tomatoes so that's a really good one i love that another tip is some of the most sustainable foods for the planet are actually some of the cheapest especially if you buy them in bulk <gasps> so lentils as we I say i love it when you do this when you what? come through with the absolute goods <laughs> <laughs> Um, lentils, other pulses, loads, like all the different types of beans, you know, like kidney mm-hmm. beans, bolotti, cannellini, harico. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> We're not, this ain't the food pool quiz. You don't need to list any more beans. We get okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and root vegetables are such a good British staple that are in season all year round, really good for the planet. Um, lo- really low carbon footprint easily transportable because they're quite robust so we don't have to air freight them or anything like that um, and they are really filling as well um, and really affordable so Swede, celeriac iconic <laughs> um, I know you hate me bringing up Swede and celeriac butternut squash is a good one 
potatoes are quite filling, although they are not a vegetable. I have to put that out there. Are they legally too, too, what's the deal? Don't know. They're just not. They just aren't part of the club. Sorry about it. Oh, and um, a good thing you can do to get your veg for cheaper is get it, buy it frozen in bags. So you can buy frozen veg, like peas, obviously, you know, a main one, but also like you mentioned the other day, broccoli. Mm -hmm. um, And there's loads of different veg and fruit as well that you can buy frozen. And that is quite cheap and it doesn't decrease in its nutritional value when it's frozen. And yeah, and it doesn't go off. And you can buy fruit that's out of season then, like berries, mm-hmm. which is so much lower carbon footprint than if you were to buy them fresh in winter because they would have been flown over. They would have been grown in a greenhouse, probably. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I, I, do, I do think that the frozen veg deserves a shout out, but sometimes I don't know what, whether I would buy into the whole, you know, pre-chopped stuff that usually lasts mm-hmm. a long time anyway. Like I've seen pre-topped onion in a bag frozen mm. and I just don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think onions are one that's quite kind of... They last for ages in the cupboard. Ubiquitous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> big word of the day. Big word of the day, we're all learning Gosh. something today. You know those, those <laughs> words that are stored at the back of your mind that you don't realise that you know? Oh my gosh, yeah, like lethargy now. I'm never going to forget that. Anna Jones also always loves some sort of uh, acid, you know, how like... Salt, um, acid, fat, heat, acid, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And she always has like lemons and limes in um, because they add a nice little bit of like acidic uh, tone to the food, which gives it that nice edge. Um, Another one is tamari or soy sauce balsamic vinegar these kind of things they add a bit of an edge to your food which sometimes it just needs that i love soy sauce and i love balsamic vinegar yeah they are so good i cooked the other day a thing that had um apple cider vinegar in it really yeah it contained the mother (laughs) (sighs) oh my gosh have we had this conversation no the mother We've had the conversation about the mother. We never found out what the mother was, but... I think the mother is... Um, it is with it. I think the mother is the the original. Who is the mother? Sounds like something off Doctor Who. Who's the mother? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is the mother, really, when you think about it? I think it's like... You know how, like, kombucha has a scoby? Yeah. Um, I think it's like that. Starter. Yeah, or like, yeah, sourdough as a starter. It's like the original bacteria that started it all. But yeah, anyone who can who can send us the definition of the mother and what it is specifically to apple cider vinegar, you'll get a video message from us, whether you want it or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got to give. And deliciously, Ella loves to add maple syrup, which is the bit of like sweetness to balance it out, which I always mm. found so strange, but to be fair... I did this curry for my family once. Oh, no, I did this curry and told my family to make it. That was it, because I'm not with them at the minute. Um, And it was like a Carolyn curry. And it was 
it said to put in a little bit of salt, but a little bit of sugar as well. And oh my gosh, it was divine. And you know what's nice about it as well? Um, it had like coconut milk in. And I always find when you cook with coconut milk, like my dad was saying this the other day, it just makes a dish so much nicer because it, um, it makes it creamy. I don't think I like curries without coconut milk anymore. Mm. Even even ones that aren't like heavily coconut based, like cormorants, I like it when you put a little bit of coconut milk in them. Because it mm. just, it gives it that little, it's that thicker edge, that creamier edge. It's nice. Yeah. And a way, if you're making like a tomato pasta sauce or you're making any sort of pasta sauce, a way to thicken that up alone as well from my housemate at uni is to take a little bit of the pasta water and mix it in with it. Because like that starchiness of the pasta water thickens it up, thickens the Ooh, sauce up. Interesting. And it, that's a way to reduce your water usage as well because... Only by a little bit, but you know. Yeah, the time is right. You can reduce your water usage by five milliliters a year. <laughs> <laughs> Every little helps. A tear of starchy water <laughs> to your pasta. Oh my God. Iconic. I love it. A good one to follow on Instagram, who I feel like does a lot of food waste redu- reduction tips, is this guy called Max Lamanna. He's actually married to Venetia Lamanna, who is like an. A, a sort of sustainability advocate in the um f- the whole fast fashion realm mm. um and he he's a good one to follow for food waste tips so, so like he was i saw a reel the other day and he was doing um this curry recipe from nigella lawson that used banana skins banana skins in the curry yeah oh my it sounds gosh. it sounds disgusting doesn't it it sounds disgusting, yeah, but honestly, not going to knock it till I try it. Do you know when stuff goes through you? Like, yeah. scratching your nails down a blackboard. Oh, why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Banana skins go through me. Really? Yeah. When, seen... when they rub together, oh, or when you, like, touch them too much, oh, it really goes through me, so I couldn't eat them. I've seen a lot of people on Instagram recently making vegan bacon out of banana skins Ooh. yeah no, I'll, i just i'll link a post to someone making that in the in the wake up collection so you can see it but it is bizarre i think it's very interesting to me the idea of using these things that would otherwise get discarded for something good mm. like i think there's things you can do with like the stalks of um like broccoli and cauliflower Yes, I know. I was thinking about that the other day because I was throwing away. That's probably my biggest source of food waste, to be honest. It's it's the like stumps and lumps that you can't use. <laughs> but you can though. But you can. You just need to you find out how. Maybe we could have a look online for some and ideas. Post and like, them. Yeah, and then we could try them ourselves and put them on the Instagram oh. story. Something that always goes off quickly uh, and gets thrown away a lot in british households is bread oh my Um, gosh i'm glad you brought this up yeah please everyone please freeze Freeze your bread bread. (laughs) (laughs) because you can just take a slice out the freezer when you need it and pop it in the toaster and you've got yourself a nice bit of toast yeah and maybe don't even toast it that long and you've got a nice piece of bread (laughs) and you didn't have to like have a whole loaf just sat there going on oh another good food waste thing is um there's a couple of apps there's mm. too good to go which i feel like everyone's heard of by now and there's mm. also this app called olio have you heard of it is it big a big food swap 
Yeah, it's like a big food swap between all your neighbours. Yeah. <laughs> so you can put on there, like, oh, I've got like all this, I don't know, I've got a big bag of lentils left that I'm not going to use. One of your neighbours can just go pick it up from you for free. That, that, that's absolutely lovely. Yeah. I do love that. The art of giving. If you can nab things for free, that's definitely a way of being sustainable. More oh, effectively. yeah. Um, so good luck trying to do that, sunshine. <laughs> but yeah. I think meat's expensive as well. Not to, not yeah. to push my agenda. <laughs> no, you have a point. It is it is actually cheaper to buy to to not buy meat than to buy meat (laughs) yeah but you know that being said the meat alternatives aren't cheap themselves no but you don't need the meat alternatives you just need because you just need you just need the plant-based but like uh, sources of protein yeah but you know to be honest i'm no angel like i don't live online (laughs) i don't wake up and i'm like time for scrambled tofu on toast i'm literally like i wake up and i'm like coffee and then i'm like fake bacon you know what i mean i'm i don't have a i'm not i'm not all that lifestyleish. you know what i mean and there is some form of enjoyment in in a fake burger yeah in a nice fake and butty yeah i like i think this is nice that we've got this like dynamic of us two because you're one type of veganism and and plant-based and I'm another type but we kind of like complement each other because we can bring our different perspectives well you're very much plant-based but you do eat meat and (laughs) (laughs) as we all know but when you're very much plant-based you don't have meat alternatives whereas I am very much plant-based and don't eat meat but I do enjoy the meat alternatives yeah but also I love to like try really out there ingredients and really like go to town on like trying new stuff and but I feel like you're quite good at at providing like the way to um the way to like eat on like more of like a a a budget Mm -hmm. and go back to the basics and simple way of doing it would you say that's fair I'd absolutely say that's fair I I kind of have experience in trying to save as much as possible like trying to scrimp and you know get by with the essentials so for me it feels more natural like that's where I'm more comfortable I'm like how can I make this as interesting as possible without having to spend money on like specialist bits and bobs for it you Mm. know what can I swap out that's something that I've always done so even now where I'm you know financially comfortable I still just naturally try and make things as cheap as possible (laughs) I don't know it's just kind of ingrained into me like I I don't like Mm -hmm. the idea of buying a really specialist ingredient and then have it sitting there till it goes off it's not yeah it's not me I've got I've still got some preserved lemons in my fridge that I don't know what to do with (laughs) (laughs) you are the complete opposite to me sometimes and it just blows my mind in my fridge right now i think there's water because i've not like got like a batch cup coming i've got like everything that i've made is in the freezer it's ready to be eaten by myself but you have preserved lemons yeah preserved lemons let's just all take a minute i know i know preserved lemons iconic i know honestly (laughs) we we couldn't be more different but i i like how i think that's a good thing yeah, we couldn't be more different, but we also couldn't be more the same. Yeah. Um, oh, a good British basic. A good oh. British staple. Oh, here she comes. The good old carrot. A carrot. 
<gasps> I oh, can't forget the, the carrot. The carrot. Oh, and the turnip. Long, long may she live. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think I've ever tried turnips. No, I don't. I can't speak for them. I can't no. speak on behalf of the turnip. No. I don't know if it's good. Something that's in season at the minute is, I don't know if you spoke about this recently, um, is radishes. And <gasps> that took oh. me a long time to, to like kind of get used to the idea of potentially using radishes. I've never cooked with them, but I love eating them. How do you eat them in a I salad? Go into a field, find a big bunch of radish, pull them up <laughs> and shove them in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it when it's like finely chopped on something so i love it like when we went for brunch the other the other morn i had really thin slices of radish on my avocado and toast sorry oh yeah i remember that that looks lovely and what didn't you have little bits of pomegranate as well i did i put a picture up on the collection so you can all see it yeah that's fabulous it's honestly stunning yeah but i think we talked about that in our um in our episode where we talked about like different seasonal veg no when did we talk about that because i said do you know who love radishes and you said oh, who? that was the pub quiz, <laughs> the pub quiz. <laughs> do you know what though um i don't know is if it... i have said this in a... sorry just before we move on is radishes radishes or is it rad i <laughs> it's what definitely it? radishes <laughs> rad i <laughs> <laughs> what is it <laughs> or is it know, like... let's get peter rabbit on and ask him um <laughs> radishes are i might have said this in a previous episode sorry if i'm repeating myself but i'll say it again they're really good cut in half roasted and put on toast with peas and like feta no it's not mm. vegan but honey no. roasted debatable as well whether that's vegan as well <laughs> yeah very much not a plant-based dish, but we love to see it. Another little random one that I quite enjoy, but never cook with, is beetroot. Mm, yeah. A good old classic beet. I just think it's so unique in texture and colour and yeah. taste. What's not to love? Do you know you can get them from the co-op and they're like ready to eat chilli beets? Really? I quite like getting the ones that are whole and like you buy them like bunched up. But my dad always gets them and they always go off dead quick. Well, no, they don't go off dead quick, but they go they go off before he uses them. But um, you can put them in um, you can put them in a doll. Like I think um, Mira Soda, I think she's got a doll with them in. Um, but not hundred percent sure. That's just off the top of my head. But Let's you can find put a any- recipe and put a recipe in the collection so that everyone can try it if they want. Yeah, yeah, you can put anything in a doll. You can roast any veg and like put it in a doll. That is true. Um, and all you have to do is soak some lentils for twenty minutes, um, and then cook them for twenty minutes, and then, um, and like that. roast some veg and add it in, and obviously add the spices as well, mm-hmm. um, and some and some tin tomatoes and some coconut milk if you want. And it's just such a good, easy midweek filling meal. Yeah, and are so affordable. You just and can't full of fiber. Beat it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. A good way to like bulk things out, uh, especially especially stews, soups, all that kind of stuff, is to 
if you can see like a lot of the time in the supermarkets they'll have like bags of like bags of spinach or kale reduced and you could buy them put them in the freezer and it's mm. such a good way to add nutri- nutrients to a dish and bulk it out it's affordable and it reduces food waste as well mm. oh that just reminds me actually on on the bread point about freezing your bread there's a shop around the corner from where I live and you know when it gets a little bit nearer to the evening time all of their bread gets reduced because it's like going off that day to to like 10 p a loaf and Mm. I buy my bread that way I buy it late at night in these shops and I freeze it because it lasts in the freezer just like any other bread but it costs a fraction of the price Mm. do you know what that's probably how my shop's save so much money as well i'm not buying a loaf of bread every week Mm. (laughs) i think when it comes to um having the staples in the cupboard to make it easy to use up your veg before it goes off and make always be able to make quite a cheap affordable meal is bulk definitely you can bulk buy them and something that is i think is a misconception when it comes to plant-based or sustainable foods is that it tastes really bland um it's boring and actually a way to combat that is having the right spices in the cupboard Mm. um but in the uk we buy our spices in really small little little glass bottles and they're quite expensive Um, but if you go and find a store selling south asian ingredients they sell huge bags of spices that are just the same price as a tiny little bottle that you could buy in the supermarket so I've got, for example, a huge bag of cinnamon that I'm working my way through and it's going to take me ages to get through, but I will not have to buy cinnamon anytime soon. That's amazing. I love a good big Asian supermarket for like bulk ingredients like that, especially lentils. Yeah. Lentils are so much cheaper there. Like mm-hmm. it's it's stunning. So yeah. good advice in that one. To kind of round it up, I think it'd be nice to maybe do you know your main your main piece of advice for the end of the episode what would you say your ultimate main advice is for living sustainably on a budget okay if i had to boil it down to one thing and one thing only put veg at the center of the plate make sure the way you plan your meals you are always centering it around some sort of vegetable even if that's just one per meal because that's so important Absolutely. i would say but i don't know if that's a if, if that's an affordable sustainability thing i mean veg is cheaper than others that stuff i mean for me there's kind of two things oh okay go on i think f- i actually want to put that in the episode for me there's kind of two things <laughs> <laughs> i had to re-record that bit <laughs> <laughs> I think number one, your freezer is your best friend. Yeah. Freeze everything and everything and everything. Yeah. And everything. And everything again. <laughs> you can't stress that enough. Like when you're trying to save money and you're trying to be sustainable, the freezer, you can do many things with it. But then the other thing is be creative and be open in the kitchen. Yeah. Like be adaptable, try new yeah. things. Don't let anything That's go to waste. That's such a good point, definitely. And that's all I have to say. Yeah, because that's a good thing to say because I think it can be a bit daunting at first to be like, oh, you know, like 
I have to try all these things, but but how do I do them? I'm you know, especially if you feel like you're not a good you're not good in the kitchen, but like it will be some trial and error and like there will be times when you try and make something and it's, it tastes horrible because I've been through those. But like the more you do it, the easier it'll get. And definitely like look at the the recipes and the resources that we link in our weight cl- collections because there's some really good recipes out there um, that you can start with. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, amazing. Ellie, I feel like crying. This is the last... Episode done and dusted of series one. Oh my word! It's such it's such a momentous occasion. It is. We started this podcast back at the start of this year to try and spread the word of eating sustainably and being kind to the planet without it being a task and without it being just alien and boring and all that sort of stuff that we don't like about it. And Honestly, I'm so proud of what we've done so far and I can't wait to see what we're going to do next. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a boom. It's been a boom. So special thank you to, from me personally, Ellie Case. This is impossible without... And thank you to you too. Oh, and thank you to all of our listeners. It's honestly meant so much to us seeing you all listen every week, coming back obviously telling your friends about it seeing it kind of snowball a little bit and we honestly it means the world to us and we can't wait to take you on the next chapter of this journey with us yeah oh and thank you to all of our guests you were blooming incredible (laughs) yeah and also I think it might be a good time to say we've got a new person on board on the team Yes, we have. So we'd like to officially welcome Faith to the Salmonelli Discuss Things team as our social media extravaganza extraordinaire. Um, Honestly, the stuff that Faith has been putting forward so far has been absolutely amazing. And you'll see you'll see the work that she's got in line um, in the next few weeks and months when we focus more onto our socials. So Stay tuned for that and welcome to the team, Faith. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, Ellie. <laughs> do, do you want to do the outro this time? One last yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> so um don't forget that you can find us at Sam and Ellie Pod on Instagram and you can join our Facebook group, The Group Discuss Things. And if you want to get in contact, you can find us on pretty much everywhere. I'm at Ellie Case UK on socials and I'm also Eleanor Case on LinkedIn um, I don't know about you Sam I am at Sam Jordan UK on socials and I'm Sam no you, you know what I'm not inviting you to them on LinkedIn uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah if you if you aren't someone who has surrendered all of your personal data to Mark Zuckerberg feel free to sign up to our mailing list there will be some sort of info in the description of this episode of how you can do that so please don't be a stranger well i guess there's nothing left to say except bye everyone and we'll see you next time see you in season two when we come back with a bang Woo!